It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, it is a Wednesday, and that means for the only time this season, we're on the eve of a game day, my friend. How are you, pal? I like I like Thursday night football. I think uh I, I like the game coming quickly. I like primetime games. Now, that being said, I don't like staying up late for primetime games. But tell me about I it, enjoy buddy. the excitement about it. I mean, look, like I know you're a Tom Brady hater, huh. and I understand why people are. But like, it's Tom Brady primetime versus the Eagles. Like, I- I'm excited this game's uh, this on Thursday. Plus, I have a wedding this weekend, so worked out well. Worked for out well for you, minus you know bailing on me for the show on Saturday. No biggie. I know part time like, parks. I know yeah, part time parks. It's really. I think that was Owen and Glass. It was either Tom from Abington or Owen and Glassboro. And no, it Black was, uh, Gritty. It was Gritty. Black yeah. Gritty. Owen and Glassboro. So yeah, that was that was a great. Great moniker. I mean, it was. It, I mean, look, if I the can't shoe fight fits, it. It was they a great say, one. you know? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Nah, it, was, it was well done. <laughs> um, but at least we got you here now, buddy. And I'm with you. And we will obviously be recording after the game. It'll be out Friday morning, uh, that pod for everybody. So obviously we'll be reacting to that as well. And then uh, and then Elliot gets to go have his fun for, you know, wedding weekend. No biggie, whatever. Um, um, so I have something for you right off the ooh, top. Oh, good, 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 good. It's not Eagles related, but I actually so, have one non-Eagles related thing too. So you do yours, I'll do mine, and then we'll talk Eagles. So I watched a show last night that I never in a million years thought I would like, and if someone recommended it to me, I would be like, "Come on!" But it's Halloween season, so I've been very into you know me. Like I love seasons, I love watching TV well, well, shows. Well, real quick, tell people what you were watching as well when I texted you last night, and you were like, "I'll text you back later because I'm." Watching Hocus Pocus. So I, I remember I texted you something. I texted you something about Tom Brady's thumb. And yes. then I was like, we should bet Eagles money line right yes. now before anything else comes out. And then you're like, okay, I'm in. And then I'm like, all right, I'll do it when I'm done watching Hocus Pocus. So, <laughs> all right. So what else did you watch? I had a pumpkin beer. Yeah. So um, you're all in. You're just diving I'm all in. fully I'm all into in. it. I so, love it. I love it. So have you ever seen the movies Chucky? Like the toy? Yeah. The, you're talking Child's Play. Yes. That's the name so, of the movie is Child's Play. Yes. There, I Sure. I'll trust you. <laughs> so there's there's a new TV show. I think it's on the science fiction channel or like the sci-fi channel. 
and it's about Chucky uh-huh. and it's real. And we, I watched the first one and it's really good. So if you're looking for like a Halloween type show, I would highly recommend Chucky. Okay, look at you. And it's about like the making of Chucky or the character, like the evolution of the character. Is it like a doc so, type of thing or is it is, is is it fictional about Chucky? So it's a fictional scripted show. Okay, and so it's a Chucky tell, TV show. Like, yeah, but it seems like modern day Chucky. Since I didn't see the movies, I'm not sure, but it seems like like as if like, you know, the kids of the Chucky people are, are now dealing with a Chucky doll. Got it's you. interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, Child's Play terrified me as a little kid, and you know, I'm like a horror movie junkie. I've seen you are. I love them. I, I've seen every horror, every big horror movie in the last 15, 20 years. I've seen them all. I, I've watched a lot, a lot of horror movies as a kid. I was absolutely terrified, terrified of Chucky. Um, well, let's just say that the Halloween movies they preview on the Sci-Fi Channel are not exactly the same as the ones they do on Freeform. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. It's a yes. different type of vibe to the Halloween yes. movies. Well, I, I will give my recommendation as well because I just started a show. And unlike your show, which is, you know, Sci-Fi Channel, and, and I, maybe very good or whatever, but not necessarily like, you know, oh, yeah, of course, I'm watching what everyone else is watching. But, Elliot, I am Correct. watching what everyone else is watching. I started Squid Games. It's okay, awesome. We can talk about it. That. It well, is awesome. So here's the thing. There is a there is a big key. I'm only three episodes in, so we'll see where it goes. But there is a massive, massive, massively important thing with Squid Games that people have talked about. But it is just, it, it is like one is acceptable and the other is a disaster. Like, you have to watch with the subtitles. Like, the dubbed is Agreed. the worst yeah. thing there could po- Like, it's horrible. I would vote for subtitles in any situation over dub, like movies, anything. But this in particular... Like, you have to watch the subtitles. You have to. Well, we talked about this before, I think, because I watched another movie that was in subtitles. But the nice thing about subtitles is it forces you to watch mm-hmm. and not to, like, play on your phone. Totally. Because if you look down, like, you obviously you don't know what they're saying. Totally. So, yeah. Totally. So I'm a big fan of subtitles as well. So you're telling me this lives by up to the, the I love this, by the way, Elliot, because I think most people would not expect you to be a fan of subtitles, and you are. And I appreciate I'm that. a huge fan of subtitles. I love yes. that. I love that. Yes, I would say it is worthwhile. Like it's there's a reason it's the most popular thing ever on Netflix history or whatever. Like it's super entertaining, man. Like it's it All hooks right. you. Like let's do this. Can like, you tell I, me what it's about? Yes. So I'll give you a, a very general description. It is dystopian kind of in, in a way. It's not about a dystopian future, but it's about essentially the basic idea is it's about people who are in crippling debt get given the opportunity to make a lot of money, but they have to play games to the death for it, essentially. Like, mm. so it's essentially to like- kill each other? No, that, like in some ways you'll, you'll see it, but no, the game, the games keepers kill you, essentially, if you lose mm. the game. It, it's, it is very entertaining so far. Very So here's a question. I don't know what your student debt- It's basically like hunger, hunger games for adults. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So- I don't know what your student loan debt situation is. I have debt. (laughs) So, yeah, I have debt as well. So here's the question. If you could get rid of all your debt, like you're essentially entering Squid Game. Yes. What's the game you would, if you could choose a game, what was the game where you would feel confident enough to do it? What a great question. I need to think about this. I need to- Me too. Let's talk about the end of the pot. Let's talk about the end of the pot. I'm going to think about it. This is a fantastic question. Let's talk Eagles. We'll get back to it. But, But for those who haven't started it and those who see the everyone talking about it, it's worth it. At least three episodes in Squid Game, very worth it. All right, let's talk some Eagles Bucks. And we, I'm writing down just a note real quick, game to play, so I don't forget this at the end. Okay, 
Now let's dive in. Elliot, Eagles-Bucks, look, I think a lot of people look at this game coming in. This is one of those games that at the beginning of the season, you look at the schedule and you say, oh, that's a loss. That is a, that's a loss. That's Tom Brady. That's yeah. a loss. And, and now we're here, and I think a lot of people are still saying that's a loss coming off of, you know, an uninspiring win in a lot of ways. And, and we'll get into the, the fan base's reaction to that a little later. But, look, I, I do think that heading into this game and, and Tom Brady with the finger thing, we don't know how bad it is, you know, how limited it'll be. But he is coming in somewhat hampered. It's a 44-year-old quarterback on a Thursday night on the road. Like, I'm not saying I think the Eagles are going to win, but... I do think that it is one of those spots where, you know, every year the Eagles are going to win a game no one thinks they're going to. You know, that Saints game last year, you know, we've, we we can go through the years and say, oh, that with the San Francisco game last year, like there are so many examples where it's like, oh, this is a, an automatic yep. lock-it-down loss. And this feels like a lot of people think that, and, and for some reason I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm, I'm not predicting a win, but I wouldn't be shocked if this is one of those weird games on a Thursday night at home. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a few things going their way into this one. Uh, the first is, I'll talk about the Eagles' defense versus Tom Brady and the offense. So last week when we recorded the post-game pod, I kind of we were on the same page of like, hey, like maybe they could win this game, right? And then I saw the highlights from the Buccaneers versus the Dolphins, and I watched Antonio Brown run all over the place, and I'm like, they got no shot. So that was like my reaction throughout the week. But now that I've thought about it a little more. One thing that they do have, absolutely, and it feels like we're like previewing the Super Bowl from 2017 again, but everyone knows Tom Brady <laughs> Basically does the same not like, game, right? Basically, yeah, you know. basically the same thing. Yeah. Tom Brady does not like pressure up the middle on him. Like, he just doesn't. All quarterbacks don't, but Tom Brady especially. It's just always been his kryptonite. And every Super Bowl he's lost. That's that's why he's lost. So that is the strength of the Eagles right now. Like, the, the best part of the Eagles, both sides of the ball, all three sides, coaching staff, front office, like anything you want to say— the best part of them is Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave right up the middle. So that is good. Now, the Buccaneers' offensive line is good. Their pass-blocking rating on pro football focus is really good. But Javon Hargrave's been able to beat whoever he goes up against. And Fletcher Cox is coming off his best game of the season. So I do think they have a chance to get pressure up the middle against the Buccaneers. And then you add in the fact that Tom Brady's thumbs hurt is hurt. Like, maybe they can force some turnovers. So that that's definitely one positive. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I would argue, though, the Eagles, uh, the biggest reason that, that Tom Brady didn't win the most recent Super Bowl was because of Nick Foles. But we'll go it's with the pressure. We'll go Best with quarterback the quarterback in franchise history. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he outgunned Nick Foles. I mean, outgunned Tom Brady. Brady threw 505. That's fair. I mean, the defensive. No, but I, look, I, you're, you're right, right with right. the Giants Super Bowls. And look, it, ultimately, you could say the Brandon Graham play was the deciding factor of that Super Bowl in the sense that it was the one big play. And that was a, up the middle pressure type of thing and 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 I agree with you look I think Brady part of the reason he's Brady is he doesn't have weaknesses but if you're going to point to a way to get to Brady if you're going to point to a way that Brady looks more human it's when he's getting a lot of pressure up the middle so I, I think it's a great point and to your point it is the strength of this Eagles team I do think the fact that they're at home on a Thursday night matters I, again I like I know Tom Brady is is not human but he is 44 years old 40 yeah four i'm 40 man like sh shit changes when you get older like it just does like you feel it more and and i know that he is different on it but like you can't tell me there's no one who will convince me that tom brady feels just as good on a thursday night as other nfl players do on a thursday night he's 44 years old like i just i don't well, buy it i i agree now what are your thoughts on the thumb injury i like i I'm very interested in the thumb injury in the sense that 
I don't think that anything we hear from any real sources or whatever matters. Tom Brady is the king of obfuscation obs- or whatever that word is of yep. of of hiding things, of lying about things, of all that stuff. Like I don't believe a word Tom Brady says. I don't believe a word that comes from that team about Tom Brady. So I would guess it's probably worse than they're letting out there. I just it's impossible to know really how bad it is. Now you mentioned you know bring up the Patrick Causey tweet. I think Patrick is awesome. I think he does it. A great job just as, you know, one of the fans of the Eagles on Twitter. He's actually personally one of my favorite follows of people who aren't, you know, like... Oh, interesting. I didn't know you knew this guy. Oh, I love Patrick. Patrick's great. Patrick is written... He's written for BleedingGreenNation.com in the past. Like, he's just... You know, he's not any official or anything like that, but he's a a really smart Eagles fan, Patrick Causey. And Patrick tweeted this out, and, you know, take it for what it's worth. I I do, too. You want to read it, or I got it? It's up to you. Yeah, so, well, I, I can read it. First, Patrick doesn't follow me on Twitter, which is very on brand for somebody in Eagles Twitter. But okay, here we go. <laughs> Patrick's great. Big fan of Patrick. <laughs> um, I, I believe it. Okay. Patrick, I'm not a reporter, and I'm not looking for attention, period. But I live in Tampa, and I directly and indirectly know some folk, folks connected to the Bucks. I've heard through the grapevine that Brady might not play Thursday. Take it with a grain of salt, but I wanted to pass it along. So this is a tweet I sent you that made us think, should we bet the money? Yeah. Line? And and it's because I know Patrick that I took it more seriously than look normally, you know, I'm I'm normally I see anything from from this type of stuff on Twitter or whatever and I just completely and totally dismiss it. And I do think Tom Brady will play on Thursday. I'm not saying I'm like fully buying into it, but I do think that I Patrick is not someone who just throws crap out there, who's not trying to do hot takes or any sort of like stuff like that. Like He's just putting out something. I guarantee you he's heard that. I guarantee it. I believe him. I, I think I Brady do too. Yeah. I think Brady will end up playing, but I do think that what I take from that is that I think his injury is probably a little worse than they're letting on. Well, Brady sounds like somebody whose thumb is really hurt. Like the way he talks. It's like, oh, it's no problem. But like he's so clearly covering it up. And I mean, look, the Bucks are what, four and one. They mm-hmm. don't need the game. Yep. Like you then get ten days off if you skip this one. I saw a tweet that said he didn't show up to walk through for the media session until five minutes before they had to be kicked out, which was like a half hour into practice. So that's a little interesting. He's wearing a glove on it. That's interesting too. So yeah, I mean, I I think that the chances he plays are probably like 80%, 75%, but he's definitely hurt and it's his, it's his throwing arm. No, I mean, throwing hand obviously. So, so let me ask you this. If let's, let's say he plays, we'll just assume he plays. Like, what are your thoughts on the matchup versus Eagle secondary? Because the Eagles secondary is coming off their best game of the season. And, like, the, the numbers for the secondary are very good. Now, part of that's because teams run all over the Eagles. But their secondary is up there in terms of, like, yards allowed and, and that type of thing. So, I mean, do you have any, like, hope for that matchup? Oh, yeah, of course. Look, I, I think the way Darius Slay is playing, I have, I have a hope against him against anyone right now. You know, I think he's playing at a really, really high level. He just shut DJ Moore down. I think DJ Moore is one of the more underrated receivers in the game. I think that guy's awesome. Like, so I, I'm really impressed with what Slay is doing right now. I think he can go up against anyone right now and 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 hang with them. And and I think Nelson's played well enough as well. So I feel really good about that matchup. But, you know, I think what it comes down to with this defense versus offense is what it does every week is, is can the linebackers make some plays? Like Tom Brady, the thing with Tom Brady, and again, assuming he plays and all that stuff, which I do, is that he is going out there and he is just getting the ball to the open guy. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter where they are. Like, he doesn't care. He's going to get to the open guy. And my worry is that, first, I do worry that they're going to run all over us. I worry that Brady's going to, you know, diagnose things and and say, all right, here's a run. This is that. This is that. Boom, boom, boom. I I worry about that, of course. 
and I worry about the linebackers and coverage. I worry about the the over the middle stuff, the short stuff, the like the gashes, like the just gash, 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 gash. I, I expect that to happen. Well, what I will say is now the fact that you know Chuba Hubbard or whatever his name is ran all over the Eagles is all is not encouraging. But like the Buccaneers running backs aren't that good. Like they don't have an Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard. They don't have. Yeah, I mean, their the running backs are fine. So I, I don't know. If I'm as worried about them running all over the Eagles, so their I think offensive that's line is good though, and, and their uh, offensive line is very good. So I, you know, I don't think it matters. Like Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard ran all over the Eagles. Is is Leonard Fournette not better than Chuba Hubbard? I think Leonard Fournette's probably better than Chuba Hubbard. So I don't know. Yeah, probably. So probably. you know, I mean, and I think that Tampa's O line is better than Carolina's O line. So yeah, I think they're going to run all over us. Now. Do you think, and this is what I can't decide when trying, and I haven't really decided who I'm going to pick yet, but I mean, I'm probably going to pick the Buccaneers, but I, I haven't decided completely. I'm thinking it out throughout this. So when the Eagles played the Cowboys and the Chiefs, and we've talked about this extensively on the pod, we didn't like the scheme that they went into it, right? Just kind of step back, hope they make mistakes, those type of things. Do you think the poor experiences with that means that like we're going to see a much more aggressive game plan from the defense? It's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. I, I look. I, I I hope so, but you know, you, it's a risk, right? You know, it's the I whole. I do. I do think so. You think so? Tell me why. Well, so first of all, there was the meeting that Sirianni had with the coordinators, just kind of like ripping into Gannon, not Gannon specifically, but ripping into the defense. And I think that they've seen that that doesn't work. And I also think like if your whole thing is expecting Dak and uh, Mahomes to make a mistake, and they didn't, like. How could your game plan possibly be to hope Tom Brady makes some mistakes? Like how many, like, you know, this guy doesn't make mistakes. He's the best quarterback of all time. And I feel like they'll think the only way to get after him is to get pressure on him and to blitz him. So, but blitzing Brady is the, you know, that's the whole thing, right? Agreed. But when they dropped back and just let Dak and Mahomes do whatever they want, they let up over 40 points. So it's like, I, I don't think they'll use that same game plan. I'd be disappointed. I'll say this. If that's their game plan tomorrow night, then I'll, I'll be very disappointed in Gannon. Yeah, I agree. But, I, again, I, I need to see them do it. And, and you know, we'll see. I, I think they have, to, they have to do something. I agree with you. They can't just sit back because Brady will gash them. Brady will find the short guys. Brady will be happy to take five, seven, ten yards of pop. He will do it all night long and not think twice about it. So uh, I'm with you there. Um, and look, ultimately, uh, flipping it around uh, to the other side of the ball, what about the offense going up against this Bucks defense? Because I think that, you know, similar to the Chiefs game, similar to what they attempted to do in the Dallas game, but it didn't work, this does feel like the type of game where I think they can move the ball on this Bucks defense. The Bucks defense missing Levante David, obviously completely bereft of talent in the secondary after all the injuries. I mean, Richard Sherman gets signed off the street you know, two weeks into the season, and he's their number one cornerback. Like, they are they are deficient back there. You know, could this be the type of game where they 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 shoot it out with Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of like the matchup of the Eagles receivers versus the Buccaneers secondary. I like having, like, the youth and the speed there. I, I think that's a good thing. But the question is, like, when you look at the Bucs' defense, they're excellent against the run, and they're terrible against the pass, which would seem to set up perfectly. Yeah, the right? Eagles like don't run the ball anyway, so perfect. Yeah, the Eagles don't run the ball anyway. Like, the, the Buccaneers have only had 79 attempts on them. Now, part of that is, you know, they're they're up quite a bit, I'm sure, but they're only allowing 2.9 yards per carry, the best in the NFL as well. So they have a very good run defense. I'm a little worried that, like, Sirianni might be like, you know what, we'll just run it right at them. 
for some reason, I could see us recording the post-game pod and being like, oh, so now you run the ball a ton going up against like, the best run defense in the NFL. Like I could kind of see that that being the thing. Now, when Miles Sanders was on the Players' Lounge with me and with me and Ike Reese, and actually remind me, I have a good story I want to say about what what he said. But um, he said he made he kind of hinted and had like a smile on his face when he said it that they've been. It seems like they have a plan to use Gainwell and Sanders on the field at the same time a lot against the Buccaneers. So, for what that's worth, I mean, I, I mean that'd be awesome. They're going to run it. Let's or, do it, yeah. buddy. Do something different. Yeah. So. I think they can throw in the Buccaneers, but I, ha- I have a worry in my heart that this is going to be the game where Sirianni is going to commit to the run. Oh, can you imagine? Can you friggin' imagine? Like, seriously. Like, you know, saying, like, oh, they're never going to expect this, and then it's like oh, God. three points on the first so 11 drives later. I see that, yes. Sadly, Elliot, I, I can see that. I am very good. I want to talk about Nick Sirianni. Um in general, and heading into this game, like that would be a perfect example of the kind of thing I'm concerned about. But, but do you where are you at with Sirianni as we continue to talk about this game? But in general, because I do think that coming off the the Panthers game, coming off the game prior to that, obviously the the Cowboys game as much as any, like I do think there's a lot of doubt about Nick Sirianni in this town right now. I, I know that I personally have a lot of doubt about Nick Sirianni. If you ask me today, is Nick Sirianni going to make it as head coach in the NFL? I would say absolutely not. Like, and I would feel pretty definitive about it like i i do not think this guy is going to last in the nfl i hope i'm wrong i I like the guy but i do not feel hopeful about his chances um where do you stand on sirianni and and how important is is this game and and the next few games for him because you know it it, that they get a reprieve with that win against carolina but at the same time like an ugly win where no one comes out of it saying great job nick like in fact you come out of it saying nick you did a horrible job like you're lucky you won this game Thank Jalen Hurts for making the plays at the end. Thank the defense for coming through. It feels like we're in a precarious spot with Sirianni, with this city, with the way the city's viewing him, with the reaction to him. Where are you at with Sirianni? And, and, and mm-hmm. more importantly, what do you think about where he's at with this city right now? So I think it's fair to have questions about him, for sure. We talked about this after the on the postgame pod after the win over the Panthers, where, like, yeah, the offense looked really ugly for a lot of it, and the game plan was ugly. There's no creativity, right? I think, like, the most obvious thing in the world to do is to involve Jalen Hurts in the running game. Like, he's good at it. I, I said this this week when talking to Ike Reese and John Marks. Like, Jalen Hurts, to me, seems like a quarterback where it, 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 like, helps him to get contact early on. Like, when he's running the ball, when he's doing those type of things, I think it just, like, gets him going, and I think it makes him a better quarterback. So the most obvious thing in the world is to get him involved in the run game. Sirianni doesn't really do that, right? The the beginning of games, not very impressive, right? Like the the scheme, the game plan, like I think really only the Falcons game is where we went into and we were like, they had a plan, they executed it, like, right? Outside of that, I mean, Niners was the Niners wasn't good. The Cowboys was a disaster. The Chiefs, they moved the ball for sure, but the Chiefs have a terrible defense. So there's not a ton like offensive game planning type of stuff where you go, okay. I mean, again, I think he's been better in the red zone than other people do, but Regardless, I don't think those type of things have been super impressive. But then I also sit here and I say they're two and three. They played a really good Cowboys team, you know, a Chiefs team that even if their defense sucks, like still a very good team. You think the Niners are good. The Panthers were three and three and one. Like, you know, they're not a disaster overall. Like they're two and three. There's ugly moments. But as a team, they're 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 not a disaster. And this is actually a good time to to say the Miles Sanders story. So Miles Sanders was on the players lounge with me and Ike and he was talking about the flight back to Carolina. 
and he said that, you know, at one point on the flight, everyone's kind of standing up and hanging out, you know, like people are standing up in the aisle, like just kind of hanging out with each other. And the hostess, who is maybe, I guess, the same hostess that's been on all these flights over the years, said she hasn't seen an Eagles team get along like that team since 2017. And I think that's noteworthy. Like, I think that stuff matters. So I understand being frustrated with Sirianni, but through five games, I'm not where you are and saying I don't think he can be a successful head coach. I think there's a lot of positives and there's negatives too, but I don't think it's all negative. Yeah, no, it's not all negative. I just think the negatives vastly outweigh the positives. I do. What think, do you think of the Miles Sanders story? I'm uh, I think. Your... I think. Look, I, I mean, it's anecdotal. It's it's a woman on a plane saying this. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's it. Look, if if it's true, if this is the best camaraderie and teamwork they've had since 2017, awesome. I think that's a really good thing, and I do think that. You know, they fought hard, and I said that after the game, and I think that Sirianni clearly in terms of, like, um, getting the guys to care about each other and believe in each other and all that is clearly uh, is better at that than he is at the other part of the job. My concern is that this guy doesn't know how to call game. This guy doesn't know how to, to plan. This guy does, goes into a season with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts and doesn't run him, doesn't design an offense for him, doesn't do things that make sense with the talent he has. Like, again, I go back to the thing that I was – the thing I was most excited about with Nick Sirianni was his rallying cry. I'm going to coach to my players. What they do well is what we'll do. I'm going to, and he hasn't done that at all. Like it has been like lip service. It has been it, honestly just bull crap. Like, and, and it's specific to the per, most important player on the team in the quarterback. Like the, the, the game plans have made zero sense, zero from any sort of logical perspective of a head coach, how to call plays, how to do the, the, you know, put your players in the best positions to be successful. And like, that's just so much more concerning to me than, than if the guys like each other and if they're playing for each other. Like, I think that's the much easier part to get guys to believe, to get guys to play for each other, especially as a brand new coach, than being able to handle the, the, you know, real hard stuff of being an NFL head coach, the, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, calling plays, being, you know, the game planning, you know, having the right players in the right positions, getting the most out of the players, all these things. Like, again, go back to the simple fact, like how many wide receiver penalties has this team had? This guy was a wide receivers yep. coach. He's a former wide receiver. And the fact that he doubled down, we haven't talked about this, but the fact that he doubled down and said Greg Ward did the right thing is He's well, that's not that's more that's not or less. He blamed it on the defense, dude. Like he blamed it on the refs. He said that was the wrong call. Like he like tried to say, oh, you know, we got to be better. But like enough, man. Like enough, enough. This guy's always got excuses. There's always an excuse. It's always the ref. It's right. always this. It's always that. Like I don't know. I just I have been super unimpressed so far with Nick Sirianni in the in the important areas of what I need from a head coach. All right, so I've. Thoughts about both of those, which I think are going to lead to discussion. So let me, which do you want to talk about first? His answer about the penalty or the game planning? Here's stuff? what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you formulate your thoughts on both because quickly, let me tell everyone about an amazing deal that they can take advantage of. So you formulate your thoughts. Let me tell you, because this is a, a time dependent thing. And I don't want to wait it. any yep. longer because it only is available until tomorrow night, until the Eagles game. But Download the Park Sportsbook app. Sign up if you haven't. Use our promo code GOBIRDS, all that good stuff. But here's the deal for tonight. Listen to this deal. It is the best deal that we have ever offered on this pod. It is unbelievable. The Park Sportsbook is offering all customers, all customers, not just new customers, a special bet for this Thursday night's game against Tampa Bay. They are offering the birds, Philadelphia, plus get ready. 
get ready for this, plus 50 points. 50 points at odds of plus 120. You're getting plus odds on 50 points. Unless the Eagles lose 51 to nothing or worse, you're winning this bet. Yes, Elliot. So someone that has learned about gambling over the last few years, if someone's listening, maybe has never gambled, has never downloaded the Parks app, let me explain this to you. This basically means the Eagles either need to win the game or lose by less than 50. Correct. correct. That is correct. So it- so if they, if they win the game, you win. If they lose the game by less than 50, you win. You win. You win. And again, plus 120 odds. It is a max bet of $50, but... Bet $50 on that. Like, this is, this is a, you know, as good a, a deal as you will ever find. It is on the website as special. So look for special on the website, and it's unrelated to any other bets being offered for this game, this, this Birds game on Thursday. Again, it is a special for all customers. They can get Philadelphia plus 50 points. At odds of plus 120 for Thursday night's game, again, the max bet is $50. All you got to do is download the app at parkscasino.com slash PA. And, and obviously, again, find the special tab and get this deal. Of course, you must be 21 in, and in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, this offer is only available until Thursday night at 8 p.m., so get it in now. All right, Elliot, your thoughts. What a deal. I mean, what a deal. It, it's, yeah. Absurd. I mean, look. It's an absurd deal. I wish we deal. could use that line for our parks pick. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. That'd be a guaranteed win. I think so. For one I think we both need yeah. a, a, a guaranteed win these days. Well, I had a good week picking. But you. okay. He's back. What do you want to hear about first? My thoughts on his, the penalty thing or about your concerns about him overall? Uh, Let's go with the concern. Or actually, let's go penalty thing and then we'll span out. Okay. I know you don't want to hear this. But his answer about the penalty was the correct answer. And let me finish. Okay, so, like, the penalties are inexcusable. Bottom line is, there's no excuse. They have to be better. He he holds blame for it. <coughs> Excuse me. But his, explana- his explanation on this penalty was correct. Like, Greg Ward ran up, and at that point, his job is to move out of the way. He, right? Dude, and he ran he should, at the on. defender. I, I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So his job is to run at the defender. He called it, like Sirianni said, like a game of chicken, right? You run at him, and then you move out of the way at the last second, right? That's how it's taught. That's how he's always taught it. The Carolina Panthers guy did do a good job just running into Greg Ward. So that's the risk of the route, right? Yeah, is that don't run it that way. Yeah. Well, okay, but that's a play call thing. So, like, yes, my, my he's point teaching is, his receivers wrong. That is my whole point of what I'm saying. I don't care about but what I, he said. I don't know if that's he's the wrong. Teaching his receivers I, I don't think that's wrong. the wrong way to teach it. Like. He got the penalty, I mean, they, man. He got the penalty. He got the penalty. No, no, but, but in week one on the Devontae Smith touchdown, if I'm not mistaken, didn't no, Zach Ertz No, no, Zach Ertz did it thing. the right way. Zach Ertz ran the route Correct. the right way. Zach yes. got out of the way. Zach got out of the way. But that's what I'm saying. So you think in week one, he was teaching it differently. Like my point no, is, No, I think Ward's that Zach Ertz has Greg... been in the league for a long time and knows what to do. And he might not even like needed the teaching. Like- Greg no, Ward. I, I, I think this is selective. I, I think no. I think you are giving Nick Sirianni a pass here. I don't. I. I again, no. I'm blaming the players for the penalties. Is what I'm doing. Well, I'm either saying way, Nick that, said he like, did it right. Nick didn't. Nick didn't blame Greg. Nick blamed the refs. Like, come on, man. Well, he did. He did. I mean, I'll get the quote, but I'm pretty sure he said Greg needs to do a better job getting out of the way. Sure. Yes. He get, threw yeah. that in there, but he, he blamed it on the refs. He he blamed it on the refs, man. Well, but it okay. All right. I. I 
Look, it was it was a flag. Like it regardless, was. we have Carolina had we have had more penalties on wide receivers than any other team in the league. We've had two yes, touchdowns taken off the board because yes. wide receivers stepped out of bounds. Like like this guy's a, a wide receiver's former wide yep. receiver and a wide receiver's coach, and that even that part of this team is not right. I, look, I agree with you that ultimately that they that has to be better, and it's a red flag for Sirianni. But my thing is like the things I think he can get better. At the at the red flag stuff so far, like I think he look he's only ever been a head coach for five games, like ever, like he's he's only ever been the main guy on the sideline for five games. So like some of the game management stuff, like I, I do think he'll get better at, the, at those things. And I agree with you that ultimately it's way harder to scheme an offense and to adjust than it is to be like the guy who gets everybody hanging out on the plane, right? Like that's why you know in some ways I didn't want Deuce. Like I thought Deuce was more of you know, leader of men type of guy. Like, I don't want that as my head coach. I want someone that, and I, maybe Deuce could have done it. I don't know. But I want someone, a head coach, that can scheme, that can make the counter punch and all those things. And he hasn't shown signs of that yet. I'm just not willing to say I'm sure he can't do it. Like, I, I, I'm just not. Like, I, I, I get the that. I just have not been inspired so far. Like, if, with anything on I the field or what he says off the field. You know, he doesn't come off as super sharp. He doesn't come off as... As uh, you know, uh, I disagree with that too. I like, think he comes I, off I don't as think he fine. He doesn't come off as dumb, but he certainly doesn't come off as as super sharp. You don't listen to him and say, "Wow, listen to this guy talk football." He talks football well, like every other coach. Sometimes. He sounds like a position coach. Yeah, I, I do think he sounds like a position coach sometimes. I I agree with you on yeah. that. And um, I think the leader of men thing matters. I don't want to. I don't want to take away. I I you know I'm a believer in the leader of men I thing. I think are. it matters. Yeah. I just think with this guy, like, I think the other stuff matters, too. If you're going to hire a leader of men coach, hire Mike Tomlin and let someone else call the place. Like, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, look, the, in an ideal world for the Eagles, he turns out a guy that can be both. Of I think course, he comes across as course. young, like, to your point, like Harry High School a I little bit. I just think bit. he's like, in over his head, and I, I don't think they have the help yeah, there to help him. I don't I know if maybe in, in a different world, in a different spot, he could have more success. I just am I'm concerned. I'm concerned. All right, I want to well, get... here's my question. Well, one last and we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, sure. What one last one is cuz you're you were much more in the camp of this year being like develop all those things. I mean, you know, are are you seeing enough from Sirianni where you're at least like intrigued in his development? Like I'm much more of the they can win 10 games like, you know, win now guy. Like if your whole thing is this is for 2022, like are you seeing enough from him where you're at least intrigued in what he can develop into or are you basically like Look, anything's possible, but I don't see it. Yeah, well, it's five games, so I'm not gonna, you know, damn him completely or anything like that. I am, I'm kind of in between those two things. Like, I am willing to. I'm not saying now I wouldn't fire him. I wouldn't say I'm done with him or whatever. But I, what is in my head and what I think is, eh, you know what? There's a possibility he's a one and done guy, and I would have never thought that coming in. I told you that was ridiculous coming in. But, like, yeah, I can see a debate. world yeah. where if these things don't get better, if the penalties don't get better, if the discipline doesn't get better, if the play calling doesn't get better, if the 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 answers to these questions don't get better, if the, all these types of things, like, it's a lot of things. If they don't get better, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be out on him, you know? So I'm not there yet, okay. but I'm, I'm certainly trending in a wrong direction. Like, we had the, what was it, like, a, a few weeks ago, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we did the... Who who are you more concerned about show where you said you're more concerned about Hertz and I said I'm more concerned about Sirianni like that is just gone more and more in that in in the direction I was already going and like I'm way more concerned about Sirianni than Hertz now like it's it's light years more is where I'm at yeah I don't I don't know how I'd answer that question I would probably say Sirianni now well actually I take that back I would definitely lean Sirianni but I don't think um 
overly concerned about them. But I, but I also think sometimes I'm guilty of this, of what I accuse other people of being, of where like Sunday we watch Sirianni and I leave it going like, man, this guy's a disaster. And then throughout the week, I slowly talk myself back into being like, well, blah, blah, blah. Like Miles said the plane, th- you know, so I, I would probably lean Sirianni on who I'm more concerned about. All right, uh, let's get into some other stuff with this game, and, and at the end we will answer. Did we get any uh, any uh, questions with the reviews? We did. We got we got fifteen new questions. Love this. All right, so. again, remember every time you leave a five star review, we will answer your question. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, as soon as we get to to two thousand five star views, we're going to take the SATs and put our scores out there and make fun of us and all that good stuff. Mm, uh, of course, we have know. to put our scores out there. <laughs> well, we we had we you know. I know. I'm just saying. I do it. I just wish. We said we'd do it. Uh, all right. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, a couple quick hitters before we get to that. Um, Dallas Goddard, looking like, I mean, obviously you have no way of knowing where he's at and the negative tests and all that stuff. But, like, you would assume, I'm guessing, probably no Goddard tomorrow night. Obviously put on the COVID list yesterday. Yeah, I would think the chances are slim. I mean, I wouldn't say they're zero. You know, I mean, he is vaccinated. So that's a, another good part of being vaccinated. But, um. You know, you would hope that his next test turns up negative. And he, I mean, he was tested, I believe, probably like Monday or Tuesday morning or something like that. So, you know, he might have time to be 24 hours apart, but I would say the chances are slim. Yeah, not looking great. How big a loss do you, I mean, like one of those things where I think Goddard, and we both agree, at least from, you know, when given the ball, when given the opportunities, has been one of, if not the best weapons this team has had this season. Um, but also, you know, splitting a lot of time with Ertz. And so, like, how big a loss is Zach, is uh, Goddard for this game if he can't play? I, I actually think just when you listen to me and you talk about Goddard, he's probably changed our opinion more than any other player on the roster Without this a year. doubt. Like, I think he's right? awesome. I, mean, I, I, think he's a good, yeah. I think he's a really good football player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been, you know, arguably their best offensive player. Like, you can, you can parse things how you want. Like, Devontae's been great. Quez has had his moments. Obviously, the offensive line thing's a, a different debate. But... Whenever they throw Goddard at the ball, like it works. Like he makes guys miss. They, he, you know, he's catching it 14, 15 yards down the field. Like I think Goddard's been great. So I think it's a huge loss. Like I, I think it's an absolutely huge loss. It's not like this team runs a ton of 12 personnel. So you're, you're basically just subbing in Ertz for Goddard. Now, if you've listened to this pod, you know I'm an Ertz guy. I still think he's good, but like he's not Goddard right now. No. He's just not. Like he's just Goddard's not. younger. You know, he's not. And so it'll be interesting to see how he plays in that role and um how they use him. I'd be interested to see what the Parks line is on him as a touchdown scorer. Yeah. Because you know, he's gonna get those red zone targets. But yeah, I uh I, I think it's a loss for sure. But who knows? Maybe Ertz has a, a big game in him. I mean, let's just say he does have a history of having big games against Tom Brady, you know, and just just throwing, throwing that out there, making some big catches against Tom Brady, Zach Ertz has. Just saying. Uh, all right. Just uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eagles injury report just came out. Lane Johnson officially out for tomorrow night. No surprise there. But, you know, look, um, uh, going on three weeks now almost, right, since uh, since that well, game. Well, three games, yeah. That's what I mean. When going on Sunday will be three weeks since that day is my point. So, um, still no news, still nothing. I know Jason Kelsey came out this week and said, you know, he's talked to Lane and he's, he's there for him and all this stuff. Um, I, I know you don't have any news. No one does, but, but you know, any thoughts on the Lane thing and how it's just flat out shocking that, and again, you yeah. know, obviously there's privacy stuff and there's all these different things and, and we're not going to suppose or anything, but, but just from a, uh, drink, get right, macro sense in a mm. uh, in a in a league like this, in a you know where everything is out there, um, 
you know, A, where are you at with the lane thing? And B, you know, how shocking is it that we're almost three weeks since this happened and that there is still literally nothing, like not one update other than he went to Oklahoma. That's all we know. Yeah, it's it's like the craziest thing I've probably right? ever covered. I, I, mean, I am just, floored. I, and again, he's just like, gone. It's, like just, it's just like, it's just gone. It's crazy. He's one of the most, the biggest names on this team. He's one of the highest paid players. He is... It is a, a longtime NFL veteran. Like, it's wild. It is wild that he's just gone right now. And and I think both things can be true, too. This is a bit of a, a thought outside of the lane thing. But, like, I see a lot of people be like, you know, it's not our right to know. Or people say, like, you know, they don't want to know. And I agree. Like, it is Lane's thing that's going on, and he should talk about it when he wants but I think it's perfectly okay to be curious and want to know. Like, I don't I don't think it's wrong to it's want human. to know what's going on. He's it's a franchise human. right tackle, and he's gone for three games. And it's like, also someone who we have a connection to. Like, Ling Johnson has been here too. for a long time, almost a decade. Well, like eight years he's been here, and he's someone who was a part of the greatest team of our lifetime. Like, for every single one and of one us. one of the poster child. Exactly. Of that too. He's like, the dog, he mask, the dog guy. mask guy. Exactly, yeah. man. And also, he's been a great eagle and stuff, so it's it's human nature with any of these type of things just to be like, oh, I wonder what's happening. I'm interested in what's happening. But it's even more so in the sense that this is a guy that we all care about. Like, we yeah. we give a crap about Lane Johnson. So to just have this hanging out there with this mystery is just gone all of a sudden. Like, of course we want to know. Like, it would be, I, I'm so with you. Like, I think people would be lying if they said, no, again, to the point, it, it, it's not our right to know or whatever. That's a whole different discussion. But it's okay to want to know what happened. For sure. Who could, I mean, he's gone. He's the franchise right tackle and he's just gone. But the other part of this is, and you talk about this a lot, like the human element of sports, but like from the offensive line meeting room standpoint, like, you know, obviously that's a room with a ton of personality. So like Jason Kelsey's in there, Jordan Mailata, like Brandon Brooks. But, you know, I think there's an argument that Lane is maybe the biggest personality in that room. Like Jason's probably the biggest leader, but Lane is the biggest personality in that room. He's the combination of joking around, seasoned vet, knows what he's talking about, like coach on the field, but also like a fun guy. And now he's just gone. Like he's just not in that room, you know? Like, I mean, I know he met with Kelsey the one time, but so I just wonder from a player's perspective, like how you're dealing with that too. Like that's a huge void. You know, think of it from a coworker perspective. Like if you are listening to this, obviously you probably work in some type of office setting or somewhere. Like if one of the most talkative, you know, popular people in that office was just gone all of a sudden with a personal issue, like it would be the talk of the office every day. Like, you know, how, how's whatever doing? Is he doing how's, better? How's When's Dale? He Have back? you heard we from Dale? Him. What's like, going on with Dale? Is everything okay with Dale? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like we miss Dale. Have you talked to Dale? When's Dale coming back? Like, so, you know, it's just a crazy situation. And, and the top of it is obviously we hope he's okay and everything, but I don't, I think sometimes, the the insistence on giving him his privacy overshadows what a huge deal it is that this that this is happening on on the team. Exactly, I think that's a great way to put it. And again, the the privacy thing is important, and this has they're separate things. There is nothing that we are saying like that he doesn't deserve the privacy, or, or Elliot already said it, and it's true. When when Lane's ready, he's the one who should come out and talk about this. We are all with that, but you could still say that and believe that and be like holy bleep, I can't believe this is still happening. Like, I can't yeah. believe this is playing out this way and that that we still have no idea and that he's still not here. So they could be separate things. I think it's okay to wonder. I mean, again, like, the security guard had to go back to yeah. Oklahoma yeah. to get him, according to John Clark. And again, so, like, it's also just like, as we've talked about, but, like, in this day and age, in this world that we live in, right or wrong, like, 
it is really rare that that someone in the position lane is in playing in the middle of an NFL season where he's, you know, supposed to be there every day a lot can just like kind of like disappear in this way. And yeah. obviously, you know, it's just rare. It doesn't happen. So, you know, as a result of for course, this long too, yes, right? I mean, yes. And also for it not to come out, like for the fact that like some reporter somewhere has not gotten to the bottom of this or wanted to or whatever, you know, is is shocking. It's shocking. I mean, think about when Brandon Brooks had his, um, you know, I where he was about, dealing it's with. It's a great point. I thought about his this panic attacks early like, on. We, we heard about it, like if not during the game, yeah. like immediately afterwards. It was it was immediate, practically. Yeah, and he talked about like so. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild, and you hope everything's okay. But it's it's a crazy situation. It really is. Um, it really is. And again, obviously, first and foremost, we hope he's okay. But also, you know, I'm, I I want to know what's going on. I can't wait till he's back. I hope he's back. I hope he. I mean, again, we're talking about like. Will he play for the Eagles again in Nick series? Like, I'm hopefully will. I mean, that's that's the right. where we're. I mean, it's a crazy spot that we're in right now with Lane Johnson that I don't think anyone would have seen coming. So obviously, no one no, could, could have seen coming. Say, yeah, it's yeah. safe to say yeah. nobody saw this. Uh, I mean, I meant more that when it happened that we didn't think yes. it would. You know, it was more what I was saying. But yes, well, I remember when I first heard it was like, oh, I guess his ankles hurt. Yeah, I like, know, right? Yeah. So yeah, and here we are. We shall um, see. All right. Look, uh, if he doesn't play in Vegas, then I think you really get to like. Yeah, I think we're starting to. to yeah, it's look. It's it's again one more week. If you know doesn't play this week, Sunday's a month. If it makes it to next Sunday, it's a, that's a month. Uh, three weeks of yeah. Sunday, it's a month. A month. It's crazy. Um. All right. Uh. Rob Gronkowski officially out tomorrow. That just came out, uh, which is obviously good news, not unexpected. Um. Obviously, Levante David already out. Some others on the defense. Um, all right, we're going to make our pick in a bit. Do you have anything else, Eagles, related before we answer some questions and make our pick? No, I think I'm uh, I'm ready to make the pick. Give me some questions. Well, questions first, then the pick. Oh, yeah, questions. Right, right. Okay, so we have a lot of questions. So, all right, we are currently at 1,644. We need 356 more to uh, to hit 2,000. Ooh, okay. So this is like feeling, feeling real, feeling possible. Yes. Keep them coming. I feel like when we get to under 200, then it'll really feel yeah. like we're getting Oh my so, God, we're taking. We're gonna yeah. take the SATs. Jeez, we're gonna please. do it. If you're listening to the pod <laughs> oh, right now, if you listen to the pod, pick your phone up. Just literally do it. It takes two seconds. Leave a comment, five star review. We'll answer the question. All right, here we go. I'm gonna try to. Uh, a lot of you guys like left really nice comments and stuff in there. I read them, but I'm for the sake of time, I will not yes. read all. But, I, uh, Elliot will send me them so I can see them as well, and we appreciate it. Well, you could just go to the website, but yes, I will send I will send you the link if you'd like. All right, five star review, Philly fan Jake. Uh, if the Eagles continue to lose games, a potentially clean house after this season doesn't want Howie anywhere near the team. Do you think it serves him better to go with a new GM that has experience or someone like Daniel Jeremiah type that has a scouting background but is in TV now? I mean, that's a, I, I generally I it's. I don't think it's an either or. A lot of big or. picture questions. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think that's an either. I don't think we know. Like, I want them to find the most qualified person, whoever that is, you know, whether it's an assistant GM somewhere or something like that. Probably. My guess is, you know, some assistant GM somewhere. I mean, like, I think Daniel Jeremiah clearly knows football, and, and I think he could be a general manager someday for sure, but I don't know. I'm probably leaning towards, you know, the the Joe Douglas types or whatever like those kind of hires someone we've like never heard of yeah the like the me, yeah highly, exactly yeah. yes exactly like Kevin Colbert's number two or whatever you know whoever those people are right yes I agree I'm not super into the Daniel Jeremiah idea um all right Derek from from Delaware 
Uh, interesting question. He put like a salary cap caveat here, but I don't really think we need that part. So if you could take one all-time Eagle in their prime on the offense and the defense and put them on the current team, who would you pick? So in the, in their prime guy. So like if you want Dawkins, it would be Dawkins at his best type of deal. If you could take one all-time Eagle e- offense and defense, who would it be? And put him on this current team. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the the defensive one is the easiest question you could possibly have. It's Reggie White, and there there is yes, no agree. I mean, there's no other yeah. answer. He's one of the two best defense players in the history of the sport. Um, yes. Okay. Agreed. So Reggie White's an easy answer. My offensive one's going to shock you. You go first because I'm still thinking. I'd go with Terrell Owens. Yeah, that's not that shocking. I think they need a big body receiver. Obviously, Donovan is a great quarterback, but I'm not out on Jalen Hurts. I like the running backs. Like, I just don't know if adding one offensive lineman is really going to change things. You know, like, so I guess you could make an argument for like Jason Peters or John Runyon, like whoever, but, you know, they have good tight ends. I think T.O. would would be great on this team. Deshaun Jackson would be an interesting one, too, but I, I think no, I'd it's go T.O. It's T.O. for every skill player they've ever had. I 100% agree with that. I mean, I think that the correct answer is, I, I mean, are we talking just for Thursday night? Because then Nick Foles is the answer, obviously. Uh, oh, nice. Well done by you. Thank you. If not, I mean, I'm still, look, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've been defending Hurts to the tilt. Uh, I mean, Donovan's probably the correct answer. Like, if you're talking about just best in the moment prime guy coming in, I mean, Donovan, you know, was one of the better quarterbacks in the league when he played. I, I think you have to I mean, look, Donovan. Yeah. And then, like, a, you know, Westbrook would be interesting, but Westbrook would I, be I would fun. I, look, right. I, there's nothing wrong with the T.O. answer. What's next? All right, five stars from Poppy Seed. Uh, interesting question. I'm not sure how this came up, what we dis- what we were discussing that made him ask this, but uh, love the show. Question, is it on Long Island or in Long Island? <laughs> uh, yeah. When did, when did we bring Long Island up? Yo, it's so funny, actually. I was in Carolina this weekend and I ran into a group of people from Long Island. And I don't think this is from there, but interesting timing. Shout out to Poppy. I actually have a friend named Poppy. Shout out to Poppy Brewster. There's a guy on my street named Poppy. So this one's All a right. girl, but but yes. Um no, uh, yeah. All so right. uh, so is it on Long Island or in Long Island? I think it's dependent on what you're talking about. Like you would say, like, um, you know, I guess it not it could go either way. I mean, is there a let's say there's a roller coaster in Long Island? I think you would. Say, so I would say in Long Island. I think there is a yeah, restaurant I, so I like I'm in, in Long, Long Island. Island. I'm I live in, in Long Island. It's in. I'm, it's yeah. in Long Island. I needed to talk it out, but I would say in Long Island. I would right, never say on Long Island. Yes, in for sure. Who, this one, who on to beat? And the question is, I'm if you had to beat. cheer for. There it is. If you had to cheer for a different team, <laughs> I love when you who give would it, it there be? it is. I'm a big fan of that. There the it is. Yeah. Um, right, go ahead. If you had to cheer for a different team, who would it be and why? Um uh, so I probably uh, and again, like obviously you could just say oh, I want to cheer for Patrick Mahomes or whatever or winning team, but like in all honesty in terms of like I'm going to answer this more as like which team do I hate the least and not like what would I enjoy rooting for? I've always hated the Jets the least because of the green. They have green, mm. we're green, and they're just such a sad, sad franchise that, you know, I, they've never been a threat. I've never worried about them, whatever. I've always had a, a soft spot for the Jets, especially, you know, the second. Hate the Giants. They hate the Giants, too. We can agree on that. Um, so I would probably say the Jets, but, like, obviously I wouldn't want to actually root for the Jets, if you know what I mean. Right. Okay, so I think this one's easy. Like, you pick the one that wins the most. 
Yeah, like, that's like, that was my gut yeah. initial thought. Was like, oh, be a fan of the team that wins the most. But I was yeah, trying so to I, be a little different. It's but the I agree. Buccaneers, in my opinion, uh, or I mean, the Chiefs. You could say the Chiefs. You follow Andy Mahomes. I mean, True. imagine, imagine getting to root for Patrick Mahomes. Like, imagine that. Like every year, you're like, yeah, oh, you know true. what? We got Mahomes, so we can do anything. Anything's possible. You know, honestly, the Chargers might be a good one. That I'm was a big that was Staley the second guy, one that I thought of. Coach. Herbert is I mean, my dude. Cool uniforms. It's a fun one. Cool area. They don't okay. have any other right. fans. We can be the first two Chargers fans, which would be, you know, pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good, <laughs> that's a good point. All right. So this is a similar one from Platinum Rank, five-star review. If you could cover any other team, who would you? Who would it be? I mean, it's probably similar, right? Like cover the best team with the best young quarterback and, and think about years of winning coming. Well, but I think this factors in like living there. Ah, that's a good point. I mean, well, then the Chargers, right? L.A., you're set? You get both? I don't. I wouldn't want to live in L.A. Oh. I've been there a few times. I just, I'm not a big fan. Like, I'd rather live in, like, Seattle or Arizona or, or something Arizona? Like that. I mean, no Dude, offense to our new Arizona. program director, Rod Lakin. That's, like, bottom yeah, you of the list. You want to watch your mouth when you talk about Bottom <laughs> of the but... list. It's, like, 150 degrees every day. It sounds horrible. We yeah, both I get don't the like tan heat. I would get, like, be amazing. No, it sounds horrible. Seattle's good. I like Seattle. Chicago's yeah, okay. a great city. I, would, I can live uh, in Chicago. I just wouldn't want to. You're not going to hear this. You're not going to hear this. But the Cowboys press Stop box. Stop it! Stop talking. Dallas I just wouldn't want to live in Dallas. We're not doing this. No. Okay, Johnny U drums five stars. <laughs> Do you think if the Colts have a losing record, they will bench Wentz to save the first round pick? I'll start with this one. No, I don't think they're going to do it. So I have. I don't think, I don't think they'd burn the bridge. Yeah. So I, I for the, a long time thought that they would bench him, and I do think that if they are one and nine or something, then I do think it's on the table because then it's you know he's playing bad enough where I think it's 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 and he worth might be bring, gone. Right. Exactly. But but let's say like. The Wentz we saw on Monday night, who looked, you know, solid. Like, he obviously made some classic Carson Wentz mistakes, but he looked good. If it's that and they just keep losing games, they're like 3-9 and or or 3-8 and or 4-9 and or whatever, no, I'm with you because I agree. I think that if they believe Carson Wentz is their quarterback, even for next year, much less the years past that, they absolutely cannot bench him, even for a first-round pick. But, you know, I think that if they decide, all right, this isn't going to work, Carson's too, you know, to uh, you know, fumble prone, injury prone, whatever it is they choose to decide, not like good enough, not good enough, which is ultimately the truth about him. Um, then I think they would they would absolutely bench him, especially if it's going to be like a top five pick or something like that. But I agree with you. I think in most scenarios, most ways this plays out, I, I don't think benching him is what happens. So I tweeted this, and I've been waiting, and I'm happy I finally did it. Like Carson really is Sam Bradford two I saw your like, tweet. Je- just enough potential where everyone talks themselves into it, made a ton of money, but ultimately I mean, you just can't win with them. Not not can't. as much as Bradford made. Bradford made more money. Um, well, Carson's career's not over yet. That's true too. Uh, look, I I love the take. I'm fine with it. it uh, I'll 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 bet. I mean, they're completely different players, but in terms of the, you're not talking as a player, obviously. I'm talking about like yeah, just like who they are as like a quarterback. Yeah. Like when you're like talk and you're written. I'm talking like skill. I'm talking about right. like always injured. Not can't style win with him, or but everyone, like but no one's ever going to say he's bad. With, with Sam, it was always like, oh well, he's just hurt. Like, or, or his team's not good, or like, no, like at bottom, like end of the day, like you're the quarterback. So that's why I think they're they're comparable. With you, all right. Next one. 
H. Coulter, this is, he wrote a long paragraph, but I'll kind of summarize it. Do you think Gannon and Sirianni are pointing out the weaknesses on, on this team on purpose to show Jeffrey Lurie? No. I don't think so. No. Yeah. No. I think be a they're bold puppets. move. Uh, yeah, like fire Howie. You think they're telling Jeffrey to fire Howie? Probably not. I, I love the no, thought. I, I, w- I wish, buddy. I wish. It would it would be quite the the uh, scandal. And they should. So. They should. Howie deserves to be fired. The talent isn't good enough, but sure. Okay, this one. CT Philly fan, dance off. Can you guys have a dance off, post it on social media, and let the Go Birds listeners judge <laughs> who the better dancer is? <laughs> no. Yeah, agreed. No, but here's here's a, a, a side topic on this. So I don't. I, one but of my real quick, I never claimed that I was a better dancer than Elliot. I don't know where this came from. Yeah, you're definitely. Not. I said I, mean, I might I dance it, but... like nobody's watching. I said I might be a better wedding guest than you, which I know you eh. would disagree with, but I I might be. I believe, but I'm definitely. I, I'm a fun dancer. I will I will dance in any situation, but I don't claim to be a good dancer. So one of my biggest annoyances social media wise during the pandemic is when people would do these like dances in their house and post them like, well, you're not really on social media, but like, you know, it'd be like a couple and they do like this crazy dance and they like tap feet. And like, I just, I thought it was very annoying. It's like, we get it. You're it was very fake to me. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this, it's a very specific type of video, but I just thought it was like, oh, wow, you guys are having so much fun dancing. Like, no, just chill out and watch TV like everybody else. <laughs> I agree with that. Cosign. Okay. Um, this person just said winning is a culture, losing is a disease. So no question. Just yeah. a nice little statement there. For a strong point. Yeah. I, I think this is um, coming off our thing about whether they should make the playoffs or not. Um, all right. Let's see. I think we might only have a few more. Um I think that actually – okay, why doesn't Nick Sirianni use the run game is the other one, but that's a that's a much larger type uh, much larger type question. I mean, do you want to answer why uh, don't you I think mean, Nick like, Sirianni – I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, it could be Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman influence. That's possible, but I, I think it's also that – I think Nick Sirianni's not that great. He's <laughs> a play caller. I think he's not that great as a game planner. Like, that that's honestly what I think. So, as of now, that would be my answer – but I certainly think Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman want a team that passes the ball. I do. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I also think he has no check. There's no like check there for him. Like Lurie's not going to tell him to run the ball more. Hertz isn't going to tell him. I'll, like you know, he can just do whatever he wants. Like Lurie's always going to like when he's throwing the ball. So I don't think there's anybody, uh, anybody checking him on there. He also said this guy uh, King Eye Patch that he agrees with you that the Beatles are better or no Thank you. queen. He says, he says queens better than the Beatles. If I'm reading this no, correctly, and he's wrong. So, so sucks yeah, to be here. well, it's okay. So that's it. Those are the questions. So thanks okay. everyone. They take the time. Yes. We'll obviously, as you can see, read them all. So yeah, that was good. Uh, keep them coming. I enjoy these. And, and speaking of which, bringing it back to the beginning, um, what game would you want to play to keep your life is what it comes down to. So, well, yeah, keep your life, but then also you have the benefit of paying off all your debt. Right, exactly. That's that's the combination of it. So, uh, what'd you come up with? So, I mean, there's a few ways to go on this. Like, are we talking any, like, a physical game? Are so, we talking the way, a board the, game, like, for a example, game? so I've only seen two games in Squid Game so far, but they are like children's games. Like, the first one is Red Light, Green Light, for example. Oh, well, I mean, I'd like my chances on that one. Well, the. Uh, 
if you're moving at <laughs> Red Lake, all. Red Light, I'm a grown man. Like. Well, that, yeah, just watch the show and tell me if you, you want to play that version of Red Light, Green Light. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, yeah, but I'm just saying the general game. Right but, but, right, but very specific rules that if you are not completely still when the red light happens, you're dead. <laughs> That's the rules. Like yeah, you just complete, stop. I mean, right, I but if yeah. you're like shaking a little bit, if you run too fast and you stop and you can't like hold your balance, you die. So just to understand the stakes. Okay. All right. I mean, so the one that popped into my head was Mario Party on Nintendo DS. <laughs> well, that's not fair. I wasn't thinking video games. I mean, I okay, well, all right, all right, double right. Golden Eye okay. 007, I will I will win every time. But that's you know, NFL Blitz. I was amazing at NFL Blitz. Hmm. All right. Well, so uh, that also shows game. that I've not owned a video game console since I was 16. I think you could just tell by the N64 comments I just made. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm not really. Hmm. I mean, the red light, green light thing. You feel like I you'd be good at it. Version. You feel like you'd be good at it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like hide and seek. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I'm good at Connect Four. Very good. Well, at what, what would 4. yours be? Connect. Uh, I'm not that good at Connect. I'm 4. good at Connect Four. I'm very good at Connect Four. Okay. Some sort of memory well, game. Honestly, like, you know, those games where you have to, um, you know what I'm great at? I'm great at those games where it's like, uh, you know, you have like 60 cards laid out and they're face down and oh, you get to like flip one and look at it and try and remember where they are. I'm I'm amazing at those games. Like next level great. So I would choose a memory game like that and I would All right, I would alive. pick the game. I'm unbeatable at this. The game where you put your hands on someone else's hands and they have to like come around oh, and slap Oh, really? Top. You're unbeatable. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm very good. I at know this, what we're yeah. doing next time we're hanging out. It's going to okay, be good. Yeah, I, you're good. losing. That's what's happening. I can't I mean, wait. I, I mean, I don't I, want you to die, but I know yeah. I just want I want to see how good you are now that you, you really sold yourself. So this is good. Right, chugging. Yeah, if there's a pick. chugging game, I would pick that. I'm very good at chugging. Oh, things. I'm the worst chugger on the face of the planet. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Like to the point where it's awkward whenever like everyone's like, Ellie, just chug your beer. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I love it. Well, as I continue to watch Squid Games, I'll let you know what children's games they play and see if there are any others. All right. I look forward to yes, it. Yes. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, no. Well, I don't want to say it because I know you're going to say you knew it was coming, but we have to make our picks. Oh yeah, I didn't this time. Yeah. You, I forgot right. about our picks. So there you go, flipped it right back around on me. All right, Elliot Parks. The final thought is our pick for the game. Uh, real quick, let me. Uh, last I looked, it was seven, but let's check real quick. And don't forget, uh, it doesn't matter what the actual line is if you sign up for Park Sportsbook now, and you get them plus fifty. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't, don't forget about 50. that deal that we told you about plus fifty, max bet of fifty bucks. Right now they are a six and a half point underdog. Uh, I was really hoping for the extra half point there, Elliot. I really was. Yeah. So I can't pick them to win this game. Like, I think they could be close. I would probably pick them to cover. Like, in the parks, well, are we, okay, I will pick the Eagles plus six and a half. But in terms of a winner, I'm not going to pick them to win. I just, I'm not picking them to beat Tom Brady. Like, I saw Pat, Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott light this defense up. And, like, although I do think the offense should be able to move the ball, the offense does look bad a lot of the time. So, like, I, you know, I, I just – they didn't move it against the Cowboys. They didn't really move it for a lot against the Panthers. They did against the, the Chiefs, but the Chiefs' defense is better. I'm sorry, it's not as good as the Bucks' defense. So I'm going to pick them to lose the game, and I'm going to pick it 31-20, I guess like 7 or something like that. Yeah, I I – I'm right there with you. I, I cannot pick them to win the game. I have been struggling with the cover. If it were seven, I was going to say cover because I felt like it's probably a touchdown game. 
Six and a half is tough. <sighs> Screw it. I'll pick them to cover, but I I think they lose as well. I do think, but like, what would I think what, they can cover? They I was struggling with it. It's not like, but it's like they could definitely lose by seven. Like that's not crazy. They could lose by ten. Like, come on, they lost the Chiefs by what, twelve. What percentage would you give them of winning the game? Like, uh, I don't know, like fifteen percent. Okay, I'm at like thirty-five. Whoa, buddy! I mean, prime time, twenty percent like, maybe. Know. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah, no blackout, huh? I like that. The black jerseys are so bad. Wow. I just I hate the white stripe down the side. I don't wow. think it looks good with the midnight green helmet. Like I'm I'm out on the on the black wow. jerseys. What a take. What a take. The Eagles need new jerseys overall. I'm not just saying that like it bring Kelly Green back. Like their jerseys are amongst the worst in the league. Wow. You save all the fire takes for an hour and three minutes. Is, the is that even a fire take? They've had the same jersey for forever. Everyone else gets new jerseys. They're they're the numbers are bad. The colors boring. Like Wow. Most inflammatory is. thing you said the whole pod an hour and three minutes in. I love it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just All saying. right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Parks picks pod. And then, of course, uh, right after the game, we will record the pod. Either that or Friday morning. The point is it'll be up for your ride, for your Friday morning, for all that stuff. So uh, keep it here. We'll be back with uh, with some uh, Parks picks pod, Eagles, Bucks, Thursday night game. This is fun. Uh, maybe the last time Tom Brady ever plays in Philadelphia. That is actually yeah. possible. Like, probably not because he's going to play at least 55, it seems. But, like, it is possible the last time he comes to Philly. Let's send him home with a loss. It sounds good to me. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for Ali and James. Talk to you soon. 